You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Chiniga Analytic Business Solutions, CABS, a 2020 Washington Post top workplace, is looking for professionals like you in the Greenbelt, Maryland area to join its team. CABS specializes in engineering and IT for federal agencies and offers a competitive benefits package and an appreciation for work-life balance. Does this sound like a good fit for you, your career, their mission? Fulfill the mission and apply for your next career move today. Visit chenegaabs.com to learn more. Made it to podcast number 11. Thank you for hanging out on the Workout Wednesday podcast. My name is Anthony. If uh, you somehow just happened upon this podcast, I normally host a morning show on Power 93.3, but this whole podcast is about health, wellness, how to get to your goals, whatever whatever goals you have, whatever journey you're on. Hopefully, you can find something in one of these podcasts that helps you out week over week, uh, and then we all kind of grow together. But I'm really excited for this week's guest because it's someone that I've worked with in the past. Uh, it's someone you probably know, and it's someone who honestly is one of the most motivating people that I've ever been around. Just you hear him talk and you could run through a wall if he asked you to. So without further ado, uh, someone who I love listening to and talking to, but hate seeing him on my screen when I'm working out. Uh, Sean T, welcome to the Workout Wednesday podcast. Thank you very much. What's up? How how often do you hear that? How often do people say, I love you, Sean T, but honestly, I curse you out every time I see you on my TV or on my phone or on my laptop? I, I hear it and read it every <laughs> single day. But you know what I say. I say, if you hate me, that means you're doing it the right way. That's it's true. people who say, oh, my God, like, you're so amazing. And, like, insanity is so fun. I'm like, are you doing the same workout that I created? Because, <laughs> yeah, if, if you think it's fun right away you're probably not doing it right yeah pretty much but uh i mean you do get to a point where you kind of love the love to hate the pain or you just love the pain so yeah uh you know it's all good whether you hate me or love me at some i mean it's all positive yeah and you could probably speak to this too i feel like every time someone asks me like oh i want to get into working out you know how do i how do i stay consistent or whatever i i've always told people if you give it three weeks to a month 
it's going to suck in the beginning. Your first week, you're going to hate. Your second week, you're probably still going to hate. That third week, you'll, you might actually feel a difference. You won't see anything yet for the most part, but you'll feel a difference. And once you feel the difference, everything else becomes a little bit, if not easier, um, easier to deal with. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, when people people have to understand when you start any kind of journey, it could be for, it could be a new job, a new relationship, yeah. weight loss, food. The thing is, what we try to do is we try to rush the results. You know, mm-hmm. we we try to get to the end game right away. And there is you definitely have to embrace the challenge immediately. You immediately have to embrace the challenge in the sense of this is going to be a step-by-step process, and I'm not. this is not going to happen overnight. And you have to leave yourself wanting more because what happens is people, every single person out there, no matter how amazing you are, it could be Michael Jordan or Serena Williams or, um, you know, Bodie Miller, and like any athlete, I use athletes because I know, you know, people look at them as like, wow, they go for something and they go for the gold, yeah. if you will. Everyone hits this thing called the implementation dip. And so the implementation dip is once you begin something, you feel like you're on this unbelievable high and you have these super high expectations of yourself and you have this goal that you want to achieve something and you want to go so hard and spearhead right after it. But then we all hit this thing called the implementation dip, which is immediately after you begin something, the pressure and the weight of the challenge begins to basically become a piano on your back. Yeah. And when that piano starts to hit you on your back, then you start to feel the pressure. So for someone who starts a new weight loss journey, you're going to feel your body become sore right away. And some people are like, oh, I'm sore. I need to stop. I need to take a break. And then that break turns from one day to five days. And then you feel like you gave up and then you forget all the ready. Yeah. You forget about it and you feel like it, it's just not going to work. And then what happens is, but what you have to do, I should say, is you have to realize that the soreness is part of the challenge. It's yeah. part of the momentum that actually put you put yourself through such rigorous stress and you've accomplished something so hard that now you're sore. And you actually have to utilize that pain and utilize that that struggle that wow, like I have to actually I actually have to go through this pain. You have to use it as momentum to push you back up that hill. Because once you dip you have to utilize the things that are tough to propel you forward on the other side of that dip, which is like pushing you back up the hill. And when you and that's the three weeks that you're talking about. So once you hit that three week, you know I'm there. If this is really tough, I might. I'm. Some people start to see it. Some people start to feel it. That is the rise of the implementation dip. And you know we always set super high expectations of ourselves. Of course, yeah. Sometimes they're not realistic, and then. But when you feel like when you hit that first implementation dip and then you feel yourself say, hey, I'm still here, I'm still committed, when you start to feel the rise again, that's when you can say, okay, I'm on my way and I succeeded. But don't give up just because you encounter a little bit of struggle. Well, the soreness means, A, that it's working. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the, the soreness means that you're working. Yeah. You know, I mean, it means that it's working in terms of, like, if you're doing bicep curls, if you're doing a trespass, you're going to – you know, feel your muscle pain, but you have to look at the soreness as, wow, this was me. Like I actually did the work. And so I'm proving to myself that I can push myself hard enough to feel it working in my body. Okay. Now I can continue. You know, one of the reasons I I love talking to you, A, you're a pretty decent person, you know, (laughs) Um, I'm all right. But A, we're both from, or B, I should say, we're both from Jersey. 
and we both did track at some point in our lives. Oh, yeah. And I feel like one of the things that I loved the most about track, I didn't even realize until years after I was done doing track. And track, I, I don't think that I'm ever going to push my kids to to be, like, great at sports. If they want to, that's great. But I think I would want all of my kids, or however many I end up having, um, mm. to try track at least because it teaches you the idea of a personal best as opposed to just coming in first or winning a game. Absolutely. You know, the, I, mean, I, mean, I didn't even know that phrase existed until I did, like, my third or fourth meet my sophomore year of high school and I came in like 20th. Like I was not very good when I started. And I remember my coach, I, you know, he saw that I was a little pissed off that I didn't do as well as I wanted to. And he goes, hey, just so you know, you ran the fastest time you've run this season. That's the fastest time you've ever ran, which means you just beat everything you've done before in your life. Exactly. So and- if you can only do one push-up, but that's the, the massive, most massive amount of push-ups you've ever done, then you just beat zero. Yeah, you know when I develop, I'm not sure if you've heard of my workout called Insanity Max 30, and what I have people do is write down their max out time when, they, when they're inside the workout. So the first time you actually have to take a break within that 30 minutes, I want you to write it down because when you, if you stay committed to the program, the next week when you repeat that workout and you see, wow, the first day I went four minutes and 30 seconds, and the next week you're, you're saying, wow, I went seven minutes, you're basically hitting your new PR. Yeah. And it really is, you know, people, guys do it in the gym in terms of, well, some girls too, and the bench press. How much can you bench? I get that question all the time, which kind of annoys me. <laughs> I'm like, don't compare yourself to me, compare yourself to you. Exactly. But, um, you know, people are like, how much can you bench? And then it's like this thing, like, okay, if I did 225, I want to do two, you know, maybe 227 next time. You know, you want to keep pushing through. Yeah. But the PR is very important. Yes, in track and field. It was the same way for me. I remember I, made, I vowed to never run slower than I did in a previous race, and uh, and I was a 400-meter hurdler. And throughout my entire career as a runner, I never ran slower because I, I just was like I, – I never ran against anyone because I said if I actually run my best, then I know I'm going to beat people – but I'm. But more importantly, I know that I'm getting better. And yeah. when you start to get better at something, and when you commit like a fitness program or for your eating, you're going to build confidence. And nothing looks as good as confidence feels. So you just have to continue to be confident and 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 stay committed. You have to literally act like you have a bank account of confidence. And the more you continue, the more you feel successful, the more confidence you have. And I'm telling you right now, nobody can take your confidence away unless you literally open up your wallet and give it to them. So I just tell people to hold on to the fact that you did this. Like you actually did the push-ups, you did the work, you ran the race, and so no one can take away your miles. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned uh, Insanity Max 30, which is funny because I think that was – the first time we worked together, I think you were doing kind of your promo stuff for Insanity Max 30. And I I when I met you then, you were you were Sean T, the DVD fitness guy, the motivator, the infomercial guy, however you want to, whatever hat you want to wear at that moment. And then when you came to Seattle and we had you on Power 93.3, you were not only all of that, you were also Sean T, the author. Yeah. And now that we're talking again... You have those hats, but you're also Sean T, the dad. Mm. Now, yes, I <laughs> as someone who has motivated a ton of people who were parents and probably had that busy 
parenting lifestyle. Have you noticed a change in your day to day? Like, what do you do to kind of continue to stay on top of your game? So, you know, one of the things that I actually talk about in my book is one of your superpowers is being selfish. And I mean, positively selfish and giving yourself time every day or complimenting yourself every day or having that mirror moment where you go to yourself and become proud of yourself. And one of the things that I learned kind of the hard way as a dad was once your kids are born or kid, in my case, is kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dads and twins. uh, Once your kids are born, you start to really it becomes baby TV and you basically, and, and you, everything you do in your life is surrounded around them, but more than just surrounds around them, you do for them. And then you can actually lose a little bit of yourself and forget that they need a strong parent in order for them to thrive. And I remember I was running my first Spartan race and I couldn't do the rope climb because I said, wow, I actually didn't do the pull-ups and, and, do the weight training that I normally do where, you know, it's because the kids are here. And it's not saying that you should neglect your children, but you have to take time, you know, for yourself. So Sean T., the dad, had to had to change the way I think and say, okay, we need, we need help. We need babysitters. We need people so that I can actually feel very energetic. And when I come home, I can actually give to them, you know. And being an entrepreneur – and working from home, you kind of have this, I don't know, I kind of, you kind of have this obligation. Well, I'm home, so I should be spending time yeah. with kids when you don't realize uh, most, you know, most working class people, entrepreneurs or not, they're, you know, they either have a nanny, babysitters, or they take the kids to daycare. And so, you know, when I thought about it that way, I was like, oh, I don't actually have to feel bad because a lot of parents don't see their, you know, three-month-old baby for, you know, seven, eight, sometimes nine hours a day. Oh, of course. I mean, I still get to see my kids more throughout the day. That being able to have a selfish moment was able to help me build my day. So now I can wake up, I can go have, you know, breakfast meetings, I can work out, I can have my tennis practice, I can, you know, film stuff for my online academy, you know, I can give stuff to what I need, the energy I need to give it to to continue to thrive in who I am. And the book, by the way, is uh, it's called T for T is for transformation. And uh, I actually just got past the chapter where you talk about being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, you were nice enough to give us a copy when you came to Seattle. And I'm let's see, I think I'm at page like 213 right now, so I'm almost done with it. Yes, yes. I'm a slow reader, and I take very long breaks between the times I actually do read. <laughs> um, I love it. And uh, the podcast you have, trust and believe. Because here's what I want to do. I want to actually take one step back. I said that you were coming on this podcast. And I said, you know, if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram. And I got this from Emily on Instagram. She said, no question, just love Sean T. He's been a huge motivator for me since having a baby in July. Love his podcast and waiting on his book, which I recently ordered. Um, What do people find in your podcast? My podcast is literally so... You know, this the the series that's happening right now is about the seven superpowers and the the keynotes that I gave while I was actually on tour on my book tour. But trust and believe is about anything you need to trust and believe in who you are. And they can be personal stories from me that I help people out there who are going through any kind of struggle or journey or even if they're going through some successful moments, how to attach to themselves and how to believe in themselves because one of the things that I see in my demographic or people who set out for any kind of goal, be it fitness, nutrition, weight loss, family, you know, 
yeah. career is some people are afraid to encounter struggle. And like I say in my book, everybody's in the closet about something. And I help you open that closet because if you don't, if you don't accept your past or deal with your past, you're going to stay in the past. And so it's really about helping you think internally about who you are so that you can trust that no matter what happened to you or no matter what you're going through at this moment, even if it's something great, if you actually are present in the moment, you can trust yourself. And once you start to trust yourself, you can believe that this is happening and this is not an illusion and that your success is in real time. And, um, you know, to believe in yourself, you must accept yourself. And to accept yourself, you must trust in your power to believe. And I want people to accept who they are because they will believe. And that's what we talk about on the podcast. Um, I, you know, I'm not – one of my seasons I had a lot of guests. But yeah. for me, it's not about – it's not about um, really – for me, it's not about the numbers or, like, having a different, like, expert come on. It's it's about me telling you, like, hey, this is what I'm going through, or this is some stuff that I learned along my way in life, and I've had a very interesting and sometimes rough life. Yeah. But, I, you know, I want people to feel that if you really connect to who you are, that's when change starts to happen. And to remember that change is, con- like, uh, perfection is temporary and change is constant. And so... It, we change, and I want you to know that, and that's what we talk about on the podcast. And actually, you meant you mentioned uh, the book a little bit. I don't want to give anything away, but if you think you've been uh, dealt a bad hand or if you think you've got it rough, I think what's great about your book is you show people right away, like very, very quickly in that book, that even if you've been kind of dealt a bad hand, even if you may not have been born into a great financial situation or a great or just home safety situation in general – you can still do what you want to do if you kind of embrace everything, which is really a really cool uh, lesson. Yeah, I mean, we like you know, I I don't think my story is any like harder or rougher. I mean, people have had rougher stories or whatever, but I think at the end of the day, I just want to utilize my platform to help people understand that this is why I know you can get through the struggle, and it's not really about you know comparing your story to mine. It's just to open to your mind up that if you've been through something, you can get through it. Try, like yeah. Once you, if you're still breathing and you are functioning properly, you now have a choice and you have a choice to say, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to go as hard as I possibly can, or you can give up. And unfortunately, a lot of people give up, but I just want to be that voice and that person to be there for you. Even if you think you've fallen short before, there is a way to get on top. Well, you know, talking about giving up, you, I'm sure have encountered thousands and thousands of people that have at least attempted one of your workouts, one of your programs. What do you think is a common trend in people who just didn't get over that hump, didn't make it, maybe gave up a little too soon or right before they reached the point where they could have kept going, they gave up right before then. Is there something that you just, you wish you could shake out of people? Yeah, I think, not that I think, I know I want people to stop comparing themselves to other people and comparing themselves to magazines because in fitness, man, we are motivated by bodies and we are motivated by, we are motivated by bodies, be it on a course magazine or the girl or guy next to you at the gym or somebody's before after picture that you saw on Instagram. But once you realize that your body can only be shaped by who you are and you can't rush the process, these are two major, uh, 
major systems is what I like to call it that could really stop you in your tracks. The minute you start looking outside of yourself to try and get those results, when you have to focus on the inside of yourself to get your results and then rushing the process. And that's why I don't like situational exercise. Um, what is that? What is situational exercise? Situational exercise is I want to fit into this oh, okay. by the time I get into my, to my wedding. Yeah, or, I got a trip to Vegas in three weeks and I need to look at good and on, at right. a pool party. Right. Only time situational exercise can work is if you're saying, I'm starting this journey and, and I have a, a date that I want to be here and then I want to create another milestone for myself. But if you are just focused on fitting into that one dress that's a size three, then guess what? You're chasing a number. And every day yeah. when you walk into your house or your bathroom and you get on a scale, you're going to look down at the scale and you're going to either be happy or sad. And then a number is going to dictate who you are. It's like for people who are building their resume, you don't start out making, you know, six figures, right? Yep. But if you look down and everybody, you're like, well, I'm only making, I mean, I started my first job out of college. I was making $27,500 a year. And instead of me being like, oh, I want to make 100000 I said, what can I do with this 27000 And how can I experience this? How yep. can I make this experience great? You know, and that's what I want people to do with their weight losses. How can you make, if you want to weigh 50 pounds less, if you lose one pound, how can you make that one pound great? And then it becomes more about a feeling and less about a number. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I started in radio, I was making $7 an hour. Right. Seven bucks an hour. I, it basically caught, it took me about two and a half weeks to make enough money for the uh, monthly train ticket I needed to get to work. Right. You know, there were times I had to ask my parents. And I think you, you bring up a really good point. You, it's easy to look at the end result and then compare yourself to it, whether it's financial, whether it's fitness, whatever. Um, but everyone had a most people, I should say, had a journey to get to where they are. You can't look at the people at the top and say, oh, I deserve that too right now. Right. I mean, in in my career, I could look at someone like uh, Ryan Seacrest, who makes a buttload of money and is all over the place, but he had his journey. That's not where I am on my journey yet. And when it comes to to weight loss or fitness, I mean, it ha I'm sure it happens to you. People say, oh, Shanti, you have you know great abs or whatever. You're in such good shape. But you've worked on that for like 20 years. And working, and yeah. that's the plural, it's plural. Like somebody like Ryan Seacrest, who, I mean, he's still working at any point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, he might have a, a fat bank account, right? Of course. But I tell you right now, if he's unfulfilled, he'd much rather have less money and be happy. And so that's that's the point of all of this. Like your journey from making $7 an hour till now is because of the choices that you made to get you where you are and then learning how to to change lanes when you need to. Yeah. You know, you didn't stay in the same job because at some point the $7 an hour job might be fun. Like you might enjoy the people, but it might not be fulfilling you and where you want to go. Yeah. And uh and also, you know, just to be clear, like yeah, you know, some people might be like, "Oh, such and such is on top," but you can only be on top right now. Meaning once you reach the top of where you are, now you have to say, okay, now I need, this is a plateau because people are afraid of plateaus and weight loss. Yeah. And fitness. But I'm like, this is a plateau. Like I'm at the top. Now this is where I can recalibrate and refocus and let me go find a ladder so I can get to the next part of the building. How can I get to the next roof? You know? So, yeah. um, 
you know, I just, that's what, again, why I tell people it's a journey, not a destination. Like, of course. Go. And it's also, like you mentioned before, it's also actually being happy because you know what? If you, you could work out every day for a year and end up being the fittest person in, in your neighborhood, but okay, that what happens then? Because so, there's going to be someone that ends up being younger, better looking, fitter than you coming along, and then you lose all your identity if that's all you cared about. Right. I mean, it's about sustainability. So, yeah. Once you get, to, like, it's the S word, you know. I tell I tell some of my fit fam, I'm like, the S word. Not a, it's not, S word is not Sean. It's sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you also, um, I know you do, like, challenges and stuff, which I think is really cool because I actually, in this podcast, I set up a uh, 50 days of fit challenge where it was basically just try to do something for half an hour for 50 straight days because at that point, you've got this habit that you've formed. And you're almost addicted to it. It's become part of your day after 50 days. And then at that point, you can then grow and expand and say, okay, I worked out for half an hour a day. Let me bump it up to 45 minutes. So let me do a different half hour workout every day and then do another 50 days and you kind of grow. Uh, do you challenge Do you challenge yourself like that? Yeah, I mean, I challenge myself. It's funny. I wake up and I have, you know, I have my friend, my friend Bethany Maddox and she is a tennis player and we have this thing called Miracle Mornings that we try to do once a week when we're in town. But I am constantly challenging myself. It goes back to kind of like that track and field mentality. Yeah. Like I want to run faster. I mean, it's just it's just the way to how to elevate your life is to constantly challenge who you are. And what's this the, the challenge to forty thing I saw you tweeting about? Yeah. So challenge to forty is so I'm turning forty on May second. Happy early birthday! I wanted to do something. You know, I wanted to do something because you know, obviously I'm always going through a dynamic shift in my life. And I think decades are really great to, to reassess who you are, but I wanted people to go on a journey with me. And so the challenge to 40 is actually a uh, live your best life um, challenge group where you get nutrition tips, you get a workout calendar, but every day you are you have a five minute, less than five minute videos where you go on a journey and I challenge you every day and you get lessons every day so that you can connect because a lot of people that go through fitness journeys, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to follow this calendar and I'm going to yeah. check it off, but are you looking internally? So in order to live your best life, you have to literally look inside the core of who you are. And then once you're able to really attach to who you are and and kind of assess how you're going along the journey. It kind of goes back to where you said, where it becomes more of a habit, and then you have a better habit of connecting to yourself and talking to yourself, and then that helps you, again, trust yourself because now you're being honest with yourself. And when you're honest with yourself, you can believe yourself. That's a pretty good pretty good step-by-step guide right there. <laughs> and I know that one of the things I always tell people, like because I'll talk to Carla Marie, who you obviously know, um, the, my co-host here on Power 93.3, about holding yourself accountable because, you know, you can say to yourself, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds in 2018. That's my goal for the year. But if you don't put something on the line or if you don't hold yourself accountable or tell someone at least, then it's really just it's a random thought in your head. You know, you can start by writing it down for yourself and then telling a friend or even tweeting it or posting it on Instagram so that you're then held accountable. Is there, I don't know, like a tip or a way that you find people can hold themselves accountable and make it make something real, make a goal real? First of all, I mean, I want to say that visualizing what you want is really a great first step to success. So everyone can congratulate themselves in some sort of success for knowing that they need to change. But in order to 
to really go there and not just talk about it but be about it a lot there's a couple of things you could do number one you can join a challenge group or you can call a friend and you can say hey I, like text me every day make sure i worked out but again it comes back to it being on you another yeah. thing i did on my transformation tour is I actually had people write a letter to themselves that i'm going to mail back to them in six months oh that's cool and so you know when you get that letter in the mail you either you either not going to read it, you're going to be afraid to read it, or you're going to open it up and be like, "Yes, like I actually did this," and that just basically holds you accountable. And then if you, for some reason, you fall off the wagon, you're going to be reminded, and it's not going to be in anybody's words but your own. Yeah. And but situationally, I just have to say, stop being lazy. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean to be mean. No. That's that's hashtag tough trainer alert. Like, stop being lazy, people. If you want it, stop talking about your shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Because the thing is, if you start, like, people have started a New Year's resolution, and I can't even tell you the percentage of people that didn't follow through with it. And right now, if they look back and say, man, I should have stuck with that, we are three months in. Like, we are about to be finished March. You could be down your 1 to 2.2 pounds a week if, if weight loss was your thing, and you could be, like, chilling, getting ready for summertime. But no. Because you were lazy, because you let life get in the way, yeah. and outside of any medical issue, you should be slaying the game. Like, if it's not a medical issue, even if it's some sort of mental issue, you seek help, because I've been to therapy too, let's go. Stop being lazy. Stop talking about what you want to do and be about who you are. And that's tough trainer alert. But, I mean, I'm just like, the thing is, like, every, like I get a lot of questions in magazines and interviews you know, which is I'm kind of glad you brought it up because I know you from Jersey. We keep it real. <laughs> of course. People are like, well, what can I do? I'm like, stop being lazy. Because yeah. the majority of, including myself, you know, if I have a week where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be like, boom, I'm a, and I don't do it. I, the first thing I do is I go to the mirror and I'm like, you lazy. That's the only reason you didn't do it because there was, there was no reason, no physical reason why you could not succeed at what it is that you wanted to do, but your mind not letting you well, you not letting yourself do it, and that's why on my arm, on my arms, my tattoos say "Conquer your mind to transform your life" because it all happens upstairs. Like, let's go. You know, someone I was on a different podcast actually uh, that I recorded with a friend recently, and he ended every, he ends every podcast with like, "If you could change one thing about people, what would you change?" And my answer was, I actually. And this sounds messed up at first. This I guess could be type of one of your hashtag tough trainer things, but I wish people would be just a little. I don't know if it's harder on themselves or just more real with themselves because I think it's so easy to make an excuse for yourself. You know, we hold everyone else to these really high standards of how perfect everyone else in society should be. They should use their blinker every time they merge. Um, but then we make all these excuses for ourselves when at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? It's okay to give yourself some tough love and say, you know what? I messed up in the past. That's why I'm in this position now. But at least let me look at the mistakes I made, the places I wasted time, the places I wasted energy. And let me learn from that and stop doing that right now. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm going I'm to give a little preface, a disclosure, a little disclosure agreement. <laughs> um, I've said this, what I'm about to say, I've said this to myself. But excuses are tools of incompetence that build monuments into nothingness. So the more you, you talk about, oh, my God, I should have did this, but I can't because – Guess what? You're building a monument of excuses, and the more excuses you build, it's going to be hard. It's good you're making it even harder to get over the mountain or whatever yeah. hurdle. So just stop making excuses and be honest with yourself. And 
you know, what you said about we hold everyone else accountable, and as far as, like, the traffic, you beep at somebody for cutting you off, <laughs> and then three lights later, you're in a rush, and you do the same yep. damn thing. So, you know, it, that's why my religion is actually the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you, because you don't want to. You don't want to buy acting crazy to you. So don't act crazy to everybody else. But more importantly, you know, treat yourself with some respect and like follow through with what you say you're going to follow through yeah. with. And I know that sounds it might sound harsh, but I'm, this is the message that I had to tell myself. And some people might be like, "Oh, Shanti, you know, it's easy. Like you, may, it's easy because you know you've done it, or you know you have." whatever resources to make it happen. I'm like, well, I, had, I didn't always, because yeah. I moved out of my house when I was 14, and I had to defi- devise a plan to get out of what I call a living hell and a toxic environment. But it, it just takes one step. It takes one step. Like, you know, in the Spartan race, I run Spartan races, and at the end of the race, you jump over fire. And I'm telling people, like, jump over the fire. Because it's going to burn like hell. But once you're on the other side, you're going to cool off, and you're yep. going to be calm and breezy you know another kind of like motivational tool that i think works well is find someone who's got the same a similar goal and everyone's goals are going to be a little different but find someone who has a similar goal and put some money on the line like challenge them and say all right we'll throw i don't know 15 bucks in the pot and whoever loses this bet has to buy the other one lunch or something i don't know something like that it's funny you say that because right now I have this diet bet going on, but you can go to dietbet.com slash Shanti, and it's my challenge of 40 diet bet, and you bet 30 bucks. And in 28 days, you have to lose 4% of your body weight. And if you do, you get the money, you get you split the money in the pot. And oh, cool. it's it's really cool. It's really fun. And I think you have up to April 5th. People have up to April 5th to join. I tell people to join. We give I give nutrition tips. I give videos. I give, you know, workout challenges in there. And you basically spend $30. My goal is to get, have everyone, like, win their money back. But for the people who, you know, don't finish, they lose the money. And the people who lose the weight win the pot. Yeah, that's it's, life. <laughs> it's You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. And so. Where was that again? Where can people check that out? Uh, dietbet.com slash Sean T. Um, but I wanted to say, like, that. I wanted to go a little further in that and outside of the diet, that thing, just talk about money in general. You know, like when you think about what you're eating and the amount of money you spend on food, if you're not eating the stuff that's going to get you what you want, you're also wasting money. True. Because you, if you go to, if you want to, if you're spending money, why not? If you're spending money to eat and you say, oh, I'm going to eat healthy, but then you look back and you're like, damn, I could have spent that money and I could have lost, you know, 12 pounds or I could have felt better about myself, but instead you gain 12 pounds because, you know, you're choosing the stuff that's not the best for you. Like, this is an investment. Like, you have to look at yourself as an investment. Yeah, if, if I didn't spend that extra six bucks on my Uber Eats delivery on a burrito, I probably, I'd probably i be richer <laughs> and in better health. Oh, my God. And that's, that's an actual thing I did like two days ago. But you know what? Sometimes you got to do it. Um, 85% healthy, 15% fun. I mean, truth yeah. be told, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't deprive yourself, and nobody wants to eat lettuce and bland-ass grilled chicken <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, you got to have a little fun. But I'm saying that, you know, overall, if you look at all the food you ate this last month, you can really be like, oh, maybe I should spend my money a little bit more wisely so I can feel it in, on the inside. You know, I bet if people went through their their bank accounts or went through their like credit card statements and realized everything they spent money on that 
didn't help them get to their goal, it would be a shock to a lot of people. I know. I know. Um, let's jump into some questions from Instagram and Snapchat. Is that cool? Yeah, let's go. All right. So Instagram, this came from Dellen.m. Is it better to work out in the morning or at nighttime? I have zero energy in the morning and I'm most efficient in evening time. But after I work out in the evening, I have a huge dinner. Is that like bad practice? No. I mean, if you're eating the huge dinner thing, are you, first of all, are you eating a huge dinner because you didn't eat all day and you're starving? Because that's probably what happens because people go to work and they try to act like they want to eat some little raggedy Caesar salad because they're in front of their yeah. coworkers and they want to act like they eat good and then they get home, they might do their workout and then they're like, damn, I'm hungry because I didn't eat all day. But if you eat efficiently throughout the day, then a big dinner is only a big dinner if it's full of healthy food and then you'll make the right choices. As far as when you should work out every day, if you don't have the energy in the morning, don't work out in the morning. Work out at the time of day where you have the most energy because that's going to keep you consistent. All right, let's see. Uh, another one from Instagram. This is Ace of Spades 2120. What's the greatest morning workout I can do in 15 minutes? Or actually, just do you have a quick get this done and you're actually good for the day type of workout? I'm telling you, max out 15 Insanity Max 30. That workout is literally like I've, I was on tour and I was like traveling. I was doing this one tour through Pennsylvania. And I remember waking up a couple days and being like, Oh my God, like I literally have zero time. And I was like, but I have 15 minutes. And it completely, not only did it, the other thing about trying to get something done, even if it's 15 minutes, is that you feel good, your muscles are good, you feel inspired, and then you're more apt to eat a little healthy because a little, a lot more healthy. Yeah. Because you say, like, okay, I didn't work out as much as I wanted to, but I did work out. And so now I'm actually going to eat healthy to enhance the time that I couldn't move. And I've done that workout, by the way. It's it kicks your ass. And on top of that, one of my uh, favorite go tos because I have like Beachbody on demand is uh, I think it's max out abs or uh, three sixty. Three sixty abs. Three sixty abs. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Do that one because you're laying on the floor the whole time, flipping over up up and down. It's just it's really good. I know you go from abs to obliques to yeah. like the lower back. It's good. Uh, let's you, see Instagram. This is a plus hill. Best way to jumpstart a workout and stay motivated to not quit. Like for people who may have not worked out in two years, what's like your one tip? So this is going to be really funny, but do it like you're sleep training your baby. You know, like <laughs> in sleep training your baby, they say, you're going to put your baby in the crib, they're going to cry. And then you go back a minute later and then you walk away, you let them know, hey, I love you, I'm here. And then you go back two minutes and then you go back four minutes and then you go back eight minutes later and then 16, you double the time every time. So I say... Don't do it. If you like, if you know you're going to have a tough time committing, work out for five minutes the first day. I have plenty of five-minute workouts on my YouTube channel, right? So you work out for five minutes. The next day, maybe work out for seven to ten minutes. The next day, you add another two minutes, maybe 12 minutes. It's, give yourself a little more uh, working out every day instead of, like, going balls to the wall and, again, hitting that implementation that Debbie talked about earlier, and then you're, you're burnt out. But the best way to sustain results, if you're not a part of, like, some group or if you have low accountability, is, say, five, day, five minutes a day, seven minutes tomorrow, nine minutes the next day, 11 minutes, or however you are, and do your increments until you hit 30 minutes. Get consistent at 30 minutes for a month, and I'm telling you, you will be on your way. You know what's great? It really just goes back to that personal best, personal record thing from track that we were talking about. Exactly. And the first introduction that I had to the, the Beachbody world, and that's how I ended up kind of knowing everything that you do. But my first introduction was actually back in the day with um, 
uh, I can't think, P90X. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the first thing I did was I started light, and there's a lot of push-ups in that workout, and I started light, but I told myself every single week I'm adding five more push-ups to every round. Yeah. By the end of that workout, I was doing 65 push-ups at a time, but I started easy. I knew that I, I was new to it, and that's kind of just what everyone should focus on. Let me start with something I know I can do and then just build on that every single week, every day, whatever, however often you're working out. Yeah, when I meet people in a supermarket or anywhere and they're like, oh, you know, I really want to start, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, and I motivate them and they're like, okay, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm like, no, you're going to start right now. Give me five squats. Because <laughs> then you could say I did something. Literally, yeah. I've, I've made people give me five squats in a grocery store or five lunges or five jumping jacks, literally right there. And then they're like, oh, snap. And I'm like, do that again tomorrow. Do that until Monday. That way you know, have already had some commitment in your life before day one even begins. And there was another, actually, that's a great transition to this next question. Uh, someone hit me up on Instagram, can't do a single push-up. What should I do? Because they want to do actual push-ups. Is there, do they start on their knees? Like, what's the, the best way to kind of kick that off? Yeah, so basically, here's the thing. Day one, do wall push-ups. That means take it, stand up against the wall, walk your feet out, extend your arms, and basically do push-ups on a wall. And then do that for like, three days do however many you can you can max out if you want then you want to transition to the floor when you get to the floor what you want to do is put your knees down and just hold the plank position so you don't even need to do a push-up hold it for as long as you can i would say anywhere from like you know anywhere from 20 second intervals maybe five times to minute intervals five times depending on what you could do with your knees down arm straight plank position then what i want you to do is then start to do once you get comfortable with that and your shoulders get strong and you're, you're getting maintaining something, then you start doing slow push-ups on your knees. Do reps of five. Do five, take a 15-second rest. Do five, take a 15-second rest until you burn out you can't do anymore. Then you lift your knees off the ground. Then you hold the plank position without doing push-ups with your knees off the ground. You do that for a while, and then you start bringing in the push-ups up top. If you do that and you go slow and you just progressively uh, increase the time, you'll be able to do some push-ups. And again, it just goes back to that whole keep getting better, keep pushing yourself a little more. Yes. Uh, what else? These are actually two kind of similar questions. The first one's from Reggie on Snapchat. said, uh, how much strength training should I be doing in a week? Uh, well, you could do strength training every day if, if you only, if you want. I mean, the, the rule of thumb is giving your muscles 48 hours rest between working out so between working out muscles so if i'm doing chest and back which is my large upper body muscle groups uh i can do chest and back on monday and i'll do chest and back again on thursday because i gave my time my body enough time to rest two full days right two full days and then on tuesday i can do my i can do my legs which is my large muscle groups at the bottom. And so same thing, Tuesday and then again on Friday. And then you can do um, your small muscle groups that on Wednesday, which is your shoulders, biceps, and triceps. You work out your small muscle groups, and then you can do your small muscle groups again on Saturday, and then you can rest on Sunday, or you can add cardio at least 15 to 20 minutes of sustained cardio every single day before I say, I say do it before you lift so that you can warm up your body. And there you go. You gave yourself enough exercises. You gave yourself enough um, strength training, I mean, and then you're good to go and enough rest. And this is another one from Snapchat, kind of similar talking about routine and stuff. How often should you change your routine? Because obviously you have different routines. You've got, 
I mean, you started with the hip hop abs, but you've got Sean Week and Insanity Max 30 and regular Insanity, which is a weird thing to say when you talk about regular Insanity. Um, <laughs> but how often should you change a routine so you don't get stuck in the same thing? Well, you change when you get bored and or you change when you feel like you've hit a stale moment and you have to spike and you have to feel that soreness again. It's all up to the individual person. The, all, the one thing you want to do is always have fun when you work out so the minute you start getting bored with whatever it is, change it up. And then if you don't feel you're getting, you're progressing as fast as you were before or if you're maintaining and you feel like you can have a little more progress, then change it up then. Another one from Snapchat. What's your opinion on protein shakes while trying to still lose weight? I don't eat enough protein. According to this, that's what this person is saying, uh, T. Murray. Um, and I need a good source of protein while I'm still trying to lose weight. First of all, eating protein is not going to make you gain weight. So uh, that's the biggest misconception. And the only way you're going to gain weight with drinking protein is if you're drinking something with a ton of sugar in it and you're not working out at the same time. Or you add more than one protein shake a day, or if you are basically using it as a meal replacement and you're still hungry and then you eat more. So um, a protein shake is not something that's going to make you gain weight. If you eat the correct protein shake and it's as pure protein as you can get, like I would say egg white protein, then your body's only going to excrete what you don't need anyway. So you're good to go. You know, it's an interesting misconception that I think a lot of people have. And I talked about this when I had Whitney, uh, Whitney Miller on the podcast in like the first couple of weeks, for some reason, people are super worried about starting to work out, whether it's lifting weights or whatever, any type of strength training and getting big. But I feel like I've been trying to do that for years and it takes a very long time. It's ridiculous. So, uh, if you're not eating, if you're not eating, uh, a high enough caloric, high enough caloric intake, you're not going to gain weight. And so, especially when a lot of women, I say, oh my God, I'm going to get bulky. Exactly. Say, no, you're not. You don't have that kind of testosterone in your body. The only thing you're going to get is super, super lean. Yeah, if you start lifting heavier weight, you're going to be harder. You're not going to be as rip per se, but your muscle will be a little full, but you're not going to get bulky and you're not, it's just impossible. Yes. And the other thing is like people have different genetics. Like I can look bigger because I have my body just reacts to muscles. I mean, reacts to muscles, <laughs> reacts to weight training. But for someone, it's, it's the biggest misconception in the world that you're only going yeah. to get big. Cause I know plenty of guys who lift heavy as hell and they're full of testosterone and they don't get big. They have to eat that way. And it's, it's, you're not going to work out for two weeks and all of a sudden look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like that, take, no, that takes, you can work out for a year and never look like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know what the misconception is there. Um, one last question I have for you. So I saw you post a while ago, uh, or actually it was the beginning of the year. And I guess Sean week was like the most watched thing on beach body on demand, something along those lines. Do you remember yeah, that? Um, oh, yeah, it was at last year. It was okay. So late last year, then I think maybe December or something like that. Yeah. There's that time of the year, late December, early January, every every year, where obviously everyone's trying to get in shape. And then I just realized that when I went to the gym earlier this this uh, afternoon, no one's there anymore. <laughs> Is there something you wish? Like, why do you think that happens so often? Because it's like because people aren't serious, and it goes back to laziness, and it goes back to people letting. I mean, letting life get in the way when at yeah. the end of the day it's them getting in their own way. It's such a, I mean, as a motivator, people might get mad that I say this, but I'm so over it. I'm actually very disappointed 
because the reason why I'm disappointed is because it's you don't have to try and look like a fitness model. You don't have to be like people say, like if I said I wanted to be 185 pounds, just because I'm not 185 pounds don't mean I need to stop moving and stop focusing on my nutrition. Yeah. It's just that I'm just not 185 pounds. And I believe that people are, number one, they become unmotivated, and number two, they give up because they ain't reached their, their goal. And here's the other thing. The majority of people need to be 7 to 10 pounds higher than what they want their quote-unquote goal weight to be. Why is that? Because, because people try to go back to high school. And I'm like, listen, if I went <laughs> back to high school, what would Sean T. look like at 178 pounds? You would literally be like, is something wrong with you? You know what I mean? <laughs> but at, in high school, as a 16, 17-year-old, 178 pounds fit who I was. But I'm like about to be 40 years old. And trust and believe, I'm good with a good 195 because that booty is right. Trust and believe. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I tell people like, Yo, what's your goal weight? Okay, great. Add about seven pounds to that, and and you'll be fine. Wow, and it's just I feel like we all wish we could take all those people that were watching Sean Week in December and be like, just keep doing it. You're you're doing a good job. Just keep at it. Don't dip off in March. Don't don't stop going to the gym. Don't stop watching Beachbody on Demand. Don't stop you know listening to the podcasts that help get you to your goal. The thing is, like there's there's change, and I do get the fact that people get bored or whatever. But that's why I say. Every day is not necessary, but most days are. So if you can't commit to six, five, six days a week, can you commit to three? That way you're yeah. always looking forward to something. And honestly, uh, you are one of my go-to workouts when I need to, when I need to kick my ass or jumpstart a day or whatever. I, <laughs> I log on to Beachbody. I usually hit one of the uh, Insanity Max 30 workouts on there. Um, so thank you for motivating me. I got your back, man. Trust and believe. And if people want to check out the Diet Bet, it's uh, dietbet.com slash Sean T, right? That's right. And the book is out there. T is for Transformation, the podcast. I know we have it. You're part of the iHeartRadio family now. I know. I'm so excited. I'm excited about that. I appreciate it. And then, uh, obviously, all the the workouts, Beachbody On Demand, your Facebook page, your YouTube channel are all under Sean T Fitness, right? Sean T. Oh, just Sean T. You see, that's why you're here. Otherwise, I'd screw this whole thing up by myself. YouTube, YouTube, I think, is YouTube.com slash Shanti Fitness. Instagram is Shanti. Twitter is Shanti. And I believe Facebook is Shanti. So when I uh, was messaging you yesterday to get you ready for the podcast, yes. I gave you one little homework assignment. Mm-hmm. You had to give everyone in this podcast, because it's something I do every week, a tip to kind of take with them for the week and then build upon towards their journey. Right. So here's a tip. You have to get a little artistic, but it's very simple. Make, create, write down, uh, get a blank piece of paper and create a roadmap for yourself. So basically, I want you to take that white piece of paper. Yes, I want you to get an actual pen and paper. Draw a road. And I want you to draw seven boxes along that road, along the sides of the road. And I want them to be milestones that you're going to hit over the next seven days. It doesn't have to be fitness-related. It could be life-related. But each and every day for the next week, I want you to write down a milestone that you're going to hit. And then at the end of that seven days, turn the paper over, and I want you to write down all the successful moments that you have. Because a lot of times we all, you know, we're, we're a world full of, oh, my gosh, like, you know, everything's a struggle. And we all struggle, and everyone knows we struggle. But what I want you to do is at the end of the seven days, 
once you get to the end of that road, turn over and like let's celebrate all the great things that happened to you, and you will see that life is about celebratory moments that can help you stay positive, and they're all things that you created as you rolled rolled down the road. All right, so that's the homework assignment. And you know what? I want people, once they do that, to uh, to hit you up, Sean T on Instagram. They can snap you the picture or whatever, hit you up on Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I know you have a jam-packed day, but thank you, mate, for making time for the Workout Wednesday podcast. Yo, man, from Jersey to Jersey, I love you, man. <laughs> love you too, buddy. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Um, and tell everyone I say hello. Yes, and everyone out there, continue to dig deep and trust and believe in who you are. So all the questions that I was asking Sean T obviously came through uh, Instagram or Snapchat, but you can hit me up on anything. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. It's all at Worst Anthony. And uh, if you have like a really long thing you want to write, my day Friday show at Gmail. And until next week, I mean, listen to Sean T's tip. Hopefully you, you draw that little roadmap and you could tweet both of us at Worst Anthony at Sean T. And, you know, good luck. On your journey, whatever it happens to be, good luck and thank you for making uh, a lot of time this ep- this week for the Workout Wednesday podcast. Chiniga Analytic Business Solutions, CABS, a 2020 Washington Post top workplace, is looking for professionals like you in the Greenbelt, Maryland area to join its team. CABS specializes in engineering and IT for federal agencies and offers a competitive benefits package and an appreciation for work-life balance. Does this sound like a good fit for you, your career, their mission? Fulfill the mission and apply for your next career move today. Visit C-H-E-N-E-G-A-A-B-S dot com to learn more. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.